I'm Avery Chapman. And I'm Joey Braun. Welcome to Season 2 of the Mind Shape Podcast. We bring you stories from everyday people that are meant not only to be helpful and encouraging, but also to be inspiring and motivating. The topics we will discuss this season will bring up the most inquisitive conversations. This is Episode 2 of Season 2. Get ready, because this one is powerful. We'd like to make our listeners aware that some of our episodes contain explicit and real-life sensitive content. The words used and said in some episodes may be triggers to memories, experiences, and or unwanted events in your life or someone else's. Your discretion is strongly advised. Aaron Warholic and I met through a friend. We quickly became friends and started talking about life. She told me about her music and her dreams to be a singer. During a phone conversation, the topic of addiction, more specifically nicotine addiction, came up. In this episode, Erin shares her story about how nicotine has affected her life. We are so thankful for her openness to allow us to hear her story. On today's episode, we have a very special guest. Her name is Erin Warholic. Erin, could you introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Aaron Warholic. Uh, me and Aaron, uh, a couple months ago, were talking on the phone, and she brought up her music career. She was talking about her singing, and we kind of segued into nicotine and vaping and how that kind of was an issue for her and, and the addiction and all the above. So we're kind of going to dive into that today as it's a big problem in the United States. It's addiction, nicotine addiction is is very, very big thing uh, all over the world. So the first question I want to ask you, Aaron, is um, about your music career. So when when did that start? When did you start singing? Um, so I started singing about in the fourth grade. Um, back then, I didn't think I was good, but I just recorded videos on my Mac, and that was really fun for me. But I started writing like poems in like fifth grade, and that kind of turned into my high school career as um, writing lyrics. So I went from poems to writing lyrics, and then when I actually found what I was good at singing at, it was like a whole new world because I could actually enjoy it, and I grew a lot. I found my actual voice and decided to write lyrics. That meant a lot to me. So it was really in my high school career is when it kind of like took off into something that I knew that I wanted to do for the rest of my life. No, that's amazing, like high school and really figuring it out and seeing the talent you do have because you do have a lot of talent. And then we segued into, obviously, nicotine. So when did that start for you? Um, it started kind of at a young age, probably like my sophomore year. Um, it was kind of a big thing in my high school. Uh, a lot of kids would always be vaping. And I just thought I'd give it a try because everybody else is doing it. And that's kind of the normal, I guess, as you're growing up, you do what everybody else does. So kind of sucked because I should have never started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. I've never uh, been addicted to nicotine or anything like that. But how are the people around you influencing you to continue to do it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or I'm asking. Um. So the people around me, like, I have really good friends, but everybody still does it. Like, it's it's everywhere you go. So when you're going to hang out with someone and even if you're trying to stop vaping, it's 
kind of hard to because everybody else around you has it and you just want to hit it because you're addicted to it. I mean, that's the simple fact of it. It's like you can't get away from it. And people say, oh, well, why don't you try and make a new friend group? But you're already so comfortable with that friend group. It's not like they're bad friends. It's just we all have bad habits. Right. And I think that's a good point, too. I think we all have something that we're addicted to, whether it's coffee, you know, nicotine. Uh, Some people are addicted to, you know, drugs and things like that. Mm -hmm. But it's what's happening to you while you're addicted to nicotine. And so my next question for you, or while you're addicted to a drug in general, or anything in general, my next question for you is, how is that affecting your singing? So I really, and, and this is me being completely, um, completely serious. I, I don't really, as of, as of right now for the short term effects, I don't think it affects um, my singing right now. I think maybe in long term after I'm completely invested in it, which I kind of still am, but like the long-term effects, I feel like it'd be a lot worse and it could really damage my voice and my vocal cords. But the only difference I really notice is just shortness of breath. And that's that's a huge thing when singing because it's all about breathing. It's all about the breathing techniques and how the words come out is everything. So for me, vaping from so long, the only thing I really notice is the shortness of breath, as I said, but I don't know. I think in long-term wise, it could be a lot worse, which is why I don't ever want to reach that point or find out what it is. But it's so hard for me to stop, honestly. No, 100%. I, coming from me, personally, I've been in that in those shoes as well. I've, I've vaped for like a year, and like that process of really trying to quit is like this process of like okay i've been i've done it for a week but then it's like i got these headaches like like i'd rather just hit it than like not have to deal with like this period i guess of me trying to quit because it sucks that period is not fun so i really get it on that aspect i've been there i've kind of just i kind of just cold turkeyed it personally and still i mean when i go out socially like you just said everyone from college that i know has them whether it be jewels whether it be there's a bunch of different vapes yeah. and they all have them the cartridges and when you're around it and you've done it before you're almost drawn to it especially when it's mixed with like drinking or anything yeah. like that oh, yeah. it's it gets really like hmm, maybe i should just hit it Yeah, so I completely understand. So based on your singing, we obviously touched upon how it affects you. So in a daily life, like, I guess the feeling of it, like the neediness for it, do you think that draws away from other things in your life? Like things you can do, people you can, like different groups you can meet of people? Like, what do you think? Um, I think that's a tough one because – when I when I wake up in the morning, it's literally the first thing you think about, and that mm-hmm. sucks. It's mm-hmm. like a it's like a guilty feeling, but it's almost as if you're writing. It's like a it's like a what's the word? It comes right to you. It's oh, um, 
It's just like when you when you wake up in the morning and you hit it, it's you don't think about it. You don't think of the consequences. It's just always there. And the main thing for me is when you're driving, it gives you something to do. It gives you something to hold. And it's the fact of that hand-to-mouth gesture that is huge. And as far as making different friends and whatnot, I feel like in different opportunities – I feel like I can reach any opportunity I can with doing it besides maybe like singing. I feel like that may be holding me back a little bit, but with friend groups, I'm pretty open to anybody and everybody. I will like you unless you give me a reason not to just a simple human gesture that everybody should be like, you shouldn't judge a book by its cover, obviously, but like it's so hard too, because you never know what your full potential is in making friends if you're stuck with the same friend group doing the same things as of vaping, because you feel so comfortable around them that you don't want to open yourself up to new opportunities that could be there if you weren't vaping, if that kind of makes sense. Because when you are friends with someone, you're friends with them because you guys like the same things and you enjoy the same activities. But who knows if I wasn't vaping, if I'd still be around the same people. I mean, I believe I would, but you just never know because there's always new opportunities when you let something go out of your life. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and the people around you, it's like your environment influences you. Like you were just talking about, it's like the college environment or whatever you have friends that vape and, and then they do. And obviously we can't change people. So your friends are going to do what they're going to do. Yeah. And, and when you have to make that decision to, actually if you ever did to stop there's going to be judgment on that life from them from the people that you always have known you as i guess the characteristic is you is you vape is and that that's kind of difficult so what if you ever did like do you think that would be hard do you think that your friends how do you think your friends would react how do you think that would affect your like social life if, if you stopped um if i stopped um vaping I think I think my friends would be supportive because we've all taken breaks before or tried to stop. But see, the thing that always pulls us back is because we're always hanging around each other and you always just have that temptation. But I think they would be really supportive, but I don't think I would be able to hang around people that vape if I was trying to stop mm. because it'd be way too much of just that um, that eagerness to wanting to hit it because – there's you don't it's like a action you don't think about so when you're around your friends it's just like oh you're having fun let's have a good time whatever and especially when you're drinking too I mean it's just like everybody wants to get a buzz or everybody's partying and doing the same thing so I don't know it's really tough though because I think my friends would be supportive but I don't think I could hang out with them as much if I was stopping right and that's tough that is that's really tough to think about that you have to separate yourself from your friends. And I mean, you could eventually probably come back. But I think what would be uh, awesome about that is maybe you might influence them to make a change in their life. And But maybe they're not even addicted. Maybe uh, you're the one that's just addicted. But yeah. I obviously, I don't know your friends, right? Yeah. So, but, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, but I don't know. I think... Uh, I think the the huge thing where it came just from vaping, where it turned into addiction, I actually stopped my junior year. I mean, there's a difference. 
I don't know if you guys know the technical technical terms, but there's like the the box mod. It's like obviously vape juice where you go to the store, so you fill up your tank yep. with vape juice. I was doing that from like sophomore to like I think my junior or senior year, and I stopped for like Wait, is about this a high month. school? Yeah. Wow. And and I stopped for about well, in, at our high school, it's huge. It is so huge, and I stopped for about two months, but then Jewel came out. And oh. that's where everything turned the pages because everybody had one. And, you know, it was the coolest thing and everybody wanted to see what it tastes like. And then it's basically like a cigarette. Once you hit that jewel or that higher nicotine level, it's it completely changes the whole perspective on things. And you become actually addicted rather than just doing it for fun because that's it, it really changed the game. And honestly, I wish I never picked up a jewel, but it's like a whole thing in the united states i mean everybody became addicted to it at a young age and also in maryland they where i live at they changed the law to 21 years of age um so basically i mean all props to um we should get kids off nicotine obviously but it really screwed over just like you become so addicted and then you have no outlet yeah so like people are being forced to quit i mean it's obviously your own decision but like for the better but it also it's like they led you on to believe kind of that you were gonna be you know whatever because there's still high schoolers that are on jewel and then thought they could go and buy pods when they're 18 and then changes to 21 and then everybody's freaking out it's like this huge epidemic yeah and i feel like at a at a younger age it's harder you don't really know how to quit things like that yeah like that it's like a new feeling to be really addicted to something mm. like what that feels like, it's just like, like you said, in the morning, that's the first thing, like, I remember personally. Like, yeah. I would be like, that's that first, it's my morning routine. Yeah. Right, <laughs> like, exactly. It's part, it's part of you. And, like, dang, like, it's crazy. Like, in high school, like, and now we're seeing, which blows my mind, 12, 13-year-olds on with jewels. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. I... I never would imagine I um I know I don't know these people but I know them through uh friends and their little siblings that tell me these stories about middle schoolers in 6th grade having five jewels because they think it's cool and I'm just so confused cuz I never even thought about that. I guess it wasn't a thing in middle school for me but I never thought about doing anything like that. And it's only because that generation was introduced so early because of social media and all their friends around them and then their older siblings doing it. It's like they wanted to be a part of it, yeah. which I know that feeling because that's why everybody really does start vaping is because all your friends are doing it because you just want to be a part of it and you don't realize it at the time. Well, it's, it's a part of their daily lives as they're developing as human beings. So I can definitely see how it's, you know, causing this addiction, you know. If you're a kid, how much do you know when you're in middle school, you know, about <laughs> life and everything? Your mind is not even partially developed enough to understand what you're getting yourself into. And then by the time you reach, you know, college and things like that, just like you said, it's just that, you know, hand to mouth. Every day you're doing that constantly. So it's a part of you at this point. And the way you've described it, now I can, you know, try to level with you and see 
Like, yeah, that makes sense how easily it probably was to become addicted. And I think oh, yeah. the most fascinating to me is you're not even 18 and you're, you know, you're buying these <laughs> large oh, yeah. quantities of it, you know, at one time. So that's, that's crazy to me. That's insane. And um, the kind of messed up part about it too is, oh, what was I going to say? I just lost my train of thought. Sorry. No, that's okay. Um, also in middle school too, when I guess if you put yourself in a middle schooler's mind and think about when you were in middle school, you think you know everything. Oh, you yes. think you know everything about the world and what's going to come to you. Um, yeah, but you think you know everything in middle school. And I think that's what also puts them in a mindset because social media influences a lot of that. And then the fact that you think you know everything. So why not go, why not go ahead and just do it? Cause everybody else is. So what do you have to lose basically? And, and people say that you're also, your mind absorbs things really young and it's obviously, it's still growing. So when you're in that mindset, um, when you're younger, a lot younger, I feel like you're going to be in that mindset forever. If you come addicted to nicotine at a young age, you know, Right, or it's going to be a, a really hard fight to get out of that. Oh, yeah. A, a really long battle, and it sounds like you're going through that right now, but you have uh, taken the steps to, you know, start fighting, you know, yeah. to, to attack it head on. And I guess that's what they say. The first step is admitting you have a problem or admitting yeah. something is wrong. And bravo to you. Bravo Thank to you. you for doing that. Thank you. And, and so uh, he, my last question for you yeah. is, what would you say to that middle schooler, to that high schooler, to that college student that is about to pick up a jewel, who has already picked up a jewel, or who is addicted? What would you leave them with? Um, I would leave them with the fact that you you just shouldn't do it, no matter if it's a fact of doing it because you're around it all the time and because it's so easily easily accessed and the fact you should also look about it in this because if someone would have told me this I would actually listen to it because when someone tells you don't do drugs they're like oh same thing every day like you know it's what they teach you in middle school and whatnot but if someone would have told me how much money it would have cost yeah I think I would have definitely not done it because it is it is insane and the fact of you finding ways to get it makes it even harder when you're underage and it really racks up. Like if I, if I've estimated how much money I've spent on vaping, I think, I think it's a good easily over a thousand dollars easily. <laughs> and that's ridiculous. in the fact of what I could have saved that money for, right. and it's just, it messes with your mind because it's around you. And you only think about right now when you're, when you're first taking that hit of nicotine and you've never done it before, you're thinking about the moment and, the memories you want to make, but in reality, you don't know on how long that's going to haunt you for and how long you're going to try to stop doing it for. I mean, go ahead. If you want to vape, do it. If you don't, like, if you don't, no one knows the long-term effects. So if you want to keep on doing it, go right ahead, but no one's telling you to stop. But it's the matter of the fact that one, we don't know the long-term effects of it on how it can change our body. And two, the money's out the window. It's already gone. As soon as you take that first hit, you know you're going to be easily attached. And I never have 
ever smoked a single cigarette in my life. Wow. In my life. I've been around it with my parents and whatnot. Um, and I always hated the smell, which was weird why I would go to vaping. I guess because it smells good. And um, and it, it's just tough. It's just tough. And I, I would tell those middle schoolers, high schoolers, whatever you are, whatever grade you're in, to not pick it up. It's not worth it. It's not worth the time. It's not worth the money. It's it's not worth the guilt you're going to feel in the middle of the night thinking, am I going to be okay in the long-term effects for the rest of my life because I'm addicted to nicotine. Wow. Thank you for that. Yeah, Thank of course. You. Yeah. Nicotine and, and, and all of that and how you describe this perfectly for people in middle school and people going through tough times. I think that it's it's kind of an epidemic in 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 large scale proportion i know that you described you never even smoked a cigarette and that is interesting to me and before i did i didn't either because yeah it smells bad you you just feel like you're getting secondhand smoke when when you're buying a cigarette these smell like mangoes taste like mangoes so you're like oh mangoes this is amazing (laughs) <laughs> mangoes mint it's it's it's, ama- it's like it's so good so like you can wake up in the morning and it's like pick up your little jewel bring it anywhere you want to go i sneak it around yeah. it's it's the perfect inconspicuous thing yeah. and it's it's hard because i it, it's, there's a reason why younger people wouldn't pick up a cigarette this is so much easier the fact that you can't have it till you're 18 makes them want it more like you want what you can't have and um, one thing that i feel is like really big on it is kind of look at it in the sense of this is our generation cigarettes when cigarettes came out back in the day like at our parents age no one knew the long-term effects but they did it because it was cool and it looked cool so if you speed up to the to now it just came out you know or new flavors coming out uh new e-cigarette devices it looks cool it it smells cool there's so many flavors you can get but no one knows the long-term effects it's it's just like history repeating itself but i guarantee when we're all 40 or 50 all the kids are going to be like oh i can't believe you smoked an e-cigarette that's so bad for you because they know what's wrong with it in the future but right now it's just like we're we're almost stuck in the past again and then like they might say that, then there might be the next thing, though. Yeah. People are saying, oh, you smoke cigarettes, now they're smoking jewels, now they're going to say oh, you're yeah. smoking jewels, now there's going to be something less conspicuous. Oh, yeah, there's always going to be a new thing <laughs> that's coming up and that's going to destroy people's lives, honestly, because it it really does, and it gives you a false sense of reality. And I think it kind of, it may alter who you want to be if you do it at a young age, like such as middle school. It may alter the friend groups you have, and then the friend groups can turn into your life decisions, and that can also affect you long term. Yeah, it alters literally life paths. Yeah. Essentially, it alters your friends, like you just said, and that impacts your environment. That impacts where you go, mm-hmm. like whatever you want to do. Exactly. So that's huge. So, in gen- like, thank you for coming on. Thank you. Oh, yeah, of thank you for sharing like being open about this because i know like for a lot of people it's not easy yeah just because it's personal and And it's a touchy subject no one wants to admit they're addictive but that's the whole that's how you stop quitting is first step is admitting 
yeah you have to acknowledge it and big props to you for doing that yeah, thank you and we really appreciate you coming on sharing yes, and really allowing our listeners to listen to something very relatable because this is super relatable and i'm sure there are so many people that struggle with it yeah. that even might they might not think about quitting, but some really might want to. Oh, in the back of their mind, they know yeah. that they don't want to admit it. Yeah. It's when it's those late night thoughts that keep you up and can't do nothing about it. So, Aaron, thank you for coming on. Really appreciated you as a guest. Thank you so much for having me. So before we go, uh, we want to ask you, like, where can people find your music? Where can people find you? Um, maybe some songs, maybe some links, pages. Uh, let them know. So in the upcoming two months, I'm going to be releasing a mixtape. It's going to be available on SoundCloud. Um, and I'm trying to get it on Spotify right now. Um, hopes for that. But there is a song that I'm featured on on Apple Music and Spotify on pretty much all platforms. Um, it's called Coming Home. And the artist is Spark a Diss. But yeah, I'm just featured in that song for right now. But the rest of my music is to come for sure i just need to find the correct legal terms so i don't because i don't want anyone stealing my lyrics because i'm very personal about that but it will be on soundcloud and other platforms as well and i'll be uh promoting it on my instagram and twitter and whatnot as well my instagram is aaron underscore warholic that's w-a-r-h-o-l-i-c and then my twitter name i'm pretty sure it's just aaron warholic eight but um yeah those are my social media accounts <laughs> All right, guys, go follow her, go listen to her music. She's super, super, super talented. And we really hope that you enjoyed this episode and, and just got a lot of value. And if you're going through a nicotine addiction, well, this will be, this might give you some encouragement to quit, encouragement that people are going through it too and you're not alone. And we hope that you get a lot of this episode. We want to thank you for listening all the way to the end. In order for the story in this episode to reach more people, we need your help. Share this with someone in your life who you think needs it, whether it be a family member, a friend, or someone you just met. If you believe they can benefit from this episode, go ahead and send them over the link. Go over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. This also helps us reach more people. You can find Mindshape on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Follow these pages for more updates and content. On Facebook, it's just Mindshape. On Instagram, it's at Mindshape Podcast. On Twitter, it's at Mindshape Pod, P-O-D. Thank you again, and stay tuned for the next episode.